Welcome to Saturday. We're in Mercury Retrograde Countdown, so we need to talk briefly at least today to set the stage for what will be tomorrow, the first Mercury Retrograde of 2020. Hi, Thomas Miller. Welcome back to the Fun Astrology Podcast, or if this is your very first Fun Astrology Podcast, welcome in. We do these little short bits every day to just talk about what's going on in the sky above, the energy du jour, the energy of the day. So today is one of those charts, and I looked at it compared to tomorrow. It's like, wow, boy, if you were a kid born today, you would have a son of a gun of a chart, I'll tell you. This is something else. Okay, a couple of things. First of all, that placement that we talked about yesterday for Valentine's Day, that Venus square to the nodes of the moon, I'm not going to regurgitate that today. If you missed yesterday, go listen to that because that energy is still very much in play today. And by the way, did that energy come up for you or your partner if you are in a relationship on Valentine's Day dealing with your stuff? <laughs> it sure did for Majana and me. And I told her about it. We took a walk in the afternoon and I told her what I had said. So she was aware of it. And sure enough, as we were talking later in the evening, boy, here comes up something that for both of us was a common issue that uh, she mentioned in the conversation. And, and as it unfolded, and we discussed around it, realized that, wow, here was an area that both of us were just resisting or not stepping into fully, let's say, in our lives and made a mutual agreement right there to deal with it. That's exactly what I'm talking about with that Venus square, the nodes of the moon. So we both got a new entry in our Saturn-Pluto journals off of that one for sure. Now, that energy is still there, but it is also now in a semi-square to the moon. So today's difference might be that, uh, and by the way, the moon is in Scorpio. Have you not felt that? So the moon being, I hope you had a good Valentine's Day yesterday <laughs> because the moon being semi-square to Venus today with that Scorpio Aries line could be well, it could be fiery or it could be pissy or it could be just full of delicious love. I guess it's how you play it. <laughs> but when you're sitting there with a Venus in Mars ruled Aries and it's got a nice big thick red line to the moon in Scorpio, any astrological interpretation would be a miss if one did not say rut row, Scooby Doo, rut row. Okay. <laughs> I think you get the point. Now, there are so many aspects on this chart today that I just do not have time to go over all of them. So let's see. Let's hit the high spots here real quick. Uranus. Let's check out Uranus. We always have to keep an eye on Uranus. Uh, trine Mars. Trine the South Node. And that's it. We're trying the Ascendant too, but let's don't go there because that changes so quickly. But it's flashing on my chart right now as I'm looking at this. So that's not so bad. Okay, and by the way, we are going to have a couple of planets moving. Mars will be moving from Sagittarius. It is on the banana peel, 29 degrees, 17 minutes. That is clearly on the banana peel, starting to slip. Mars moves into Capricorn, joins the Capricorn party at 6.23 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Now, the other change will be on Tuesday, 
the sun moves into Pisces. That will be Tuesday night, almost midnight Eastern Time, 11.50 p.m. We enter Pisces season, and we kind of have our eye on Saturn, which is at 26 degrees Capricorn now. It will be moving into Aquarius in uh, mid-March. It's around March 21st, 22nd. Not to get too excited about yet, it basically sticks its toe in Aquarius because it turns retrograde almost immediately and goes right back into Capricorn. So when it does all of that, Mars will be coming through there. So this is going to be an interesting transit. So we should talk about Mars and Capricorn for just a minute, because some of you have asked, how can you apply this to your own chart more? All right, now, were you born with a daytime chart or a nighttime chart? So how do you know? What's the astrological definition of a daytime chart or a nighttime chart? It's really simple. And that is, is your sun above or below the ascendant or descendant line? Now, I know a lot of folks are just getting used to astrology, so let's just make this kind of easy. If you go online to any of the online chart systems that you can find, those charts are going to about 90% of the time, be a Placidus chart. And Placidus fixes the ascendant line as the beginning of the first house, called the first house cusp. That's the ascendant line. In whole sign charts, which a lot of us are starting to use now, those were the charts that the ancient Hellenistic and beyond astrologers used. Free floats the ascendant-descendant line, and makes it a point on the chart because basically what it says is if the ascendant is in Capricorn, for example, which it is nowadays in the morning, whole sign makes the whole first house the sign of Capricorn. Ah, you see how the name came about, whole sign. So that's what it does. And then it just makes the next house the next sign, Aquarius, and on around she goes. So if your sun is above that line, so basically it's the 9 o'clock, 3 o'clock line on a Placidus chart, and then just you look for AS, there will be a point on a whole sign chart that says AS, that will be over on the 9 o'clock position, and DC over on the 3 o'clock position. You know, another way you could look, if that's a little too complicated, is just look at the sunrise-sunset times for the day of your birth and see were you born during the daytime after the sun rose or were you born after the sun set? So the reason we're going there is because in Hellenistic or in the ancient versions of astrology, which are very significant, Mars was considered, along with Saturn, to be a malefic planet. Now, between the two, they also designated which one is the greater malefic and that depended on whether you were born during the daytime or the nighttime. So if you're a daytime baby, then Mars was the greater malefic in your chart. If you're a nighttime baby, then Saturn was the greater malefic. So in other words, you look at the chart and you see where those are. So they're both going to be in, in Capricorn now until the third week of March. They'll both be in there together. And so you have the two malefics in the same sign. Now, you can also overlay or just go find Capricorn in your own chart and what house and area Capricorn is of your chart. 
you can also be aware that you have the two malefic planets sitting at that spot at the same time. And I read quite a few posts online, and I saw where somebody was saying, you know, when Saturn sweeps through or when Mars sweeps through. Well, so if you're a daytime chart, this transit of Mars through Capricorn, which is going to be pretty fast, I mean, it'll be about six weeks, but it's going to have some some punch, likely to be some triggers in here. So just be aware of that. So yeah, you know, this is why we do this podcast and focus on these things is to just bring to light where certain energies might be shining more brightly. So I think we've done that pretty effectively for this one. It's around the nodes. It's around that Venus Chiron that we talked about yesterday. The moon is throwing off all kinds of triggers today. So just watch it. Today could be another trigger day. Remember Roy Rogers horse trigger? That's, we talked about that another day this week as this moon moves its way back to Capricorn. Oi, hang in there, folks. Hang in there. Just do your kundalini yoga and count to 50. <laughs> Mercury retrograde show tomorrow. Bye-bye.